I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. You ain't cooking up. We cooking up, chopping up. D King. Lay down. Trap side, rap side, Don and the King. Gonna do it. Gonna do it. Chop it up. Peace, peace, peace. And welcome back to Chopping It Up with the Conduit, Season 4, Episode 2. Alright, first I would like to thank my tribe, of course, Executive Producer Mika Sunga, you are the best. Graphics and Promo Visuals, Mad Urgency Myron. And on video, Adam7x, aka Mecha Godzilla, D King, and Big the Monster for um, the intro for our podcast. Um, we are currently on all streaming platforms, and we are on podcasts on Vivo. Uh, catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, Apple Podcast, and so on and so forth. And uh, you'll be able to catch up on prior seasons uh, one through three. As I said, uh, tonight is uh, season four, and our special guest is Mr. Daytuan Thomas, editor-in-chief of uh, Vibe Magazine. Um this man's career uh, within the hip-hop culture is uh, very extensive and uh, legendary. And um, I was very fortunate to have met him um, a few years ago uh, while he was recording at Engine Room with Pimri and Pete. And um, he was just so gracious with his energy and his smile. So uh, we struck up a good brotherhood and friendship since then. And He's been an avid supporter of, you know, of what I've been doing, I guess. And um, I've definitely been an avid supporter of him throughout his career. And to have him on Chopping It Up with the Conduit tonight is uh, it's an honor and a pleasure. Um, also, I'd like to give a huge thanks to um, a family of sponsors. That is uh, Grown Fresh NYC. You already see what I'm rocking tonight. Um, street Fatigues and So What's the Scenario Card Game. Um, you can find them on our website at choppingituppodcast.com. And of course, the legend, Daytuan, has just came in the building. Please, everybody, give your salutes and, and your hellos. And he has just joined in, and um, I'm going to bring our brother on. What's popping? Daytuan Thomas. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh man, I'm I'm just blessed, man, to be on on the joint. I finally made it. No man, don't do that to me, bro. <laughs> you know I had to do it first. <laughs> I know, man. Oh, you, you understand? Like I'm, I'm, I have a little bit of nerves tonight. You know what I mean? Because you have done so much in this game, and you know your energy. And I was telling everybody about your smile, so on and so forth. It's just thank you, fam. It's very inf infectious, and you know it's. Definitely an honor and a pleasure to, you know, actually talk to you tonight for a short period of time. Yo, man, I, I, I appreciate all the all the love and the adulation and the fact that you even wanted to holler, man. I was just like, I, right. and I know we've been talking about trying to do this for a minute, but yeah, you know how things get, man. Things get all crazy and stuff, but the time is right. You know, I'm on exactly. season. Is this what? What season is this? Season four. Season, yeah, season four, sir. That's what's up, man. That's what's yeah, up. And you know, yeah. we talk anyway, so it's always like we ain't lose no connection. So, you know, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah, um, I was fortunate to meet you that one night at uh engine room and uh oh, yeah. while you were there for Premium Pete. Yep. So it was just uh I guess you know, it was more so like uh 
deer in the headlights in the moment for me. Wow, man. I, every time, man, every time. So, so much some stuff, bro, like some legendary things, man. And, and, and just your graciousness was, was you know, a blessing enough. I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate it, man. I, I just try to show the, that kind of love and respect that I would like to receive. You know what I mean? I, and, it, and it's worked out for me. You know, um, I guess, you know, not being in the mix too crazy. You know what I mean? But um, I just try to be cool, man. That's it. That's it. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not too mixy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm not, no I'm doubt. not too, I'm not too wild. But yeah. the people that know me, they know I, I'm, I'm probably the crazier one in the crew. But for yeah. the most part, you know, when, when I'm meeting people, man, I just, you know, it's just an energy thing, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think I, I got that, I got that from my uncles. Like my, mm-hmm. my uncles are like hood ambassadors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they know every, especially my oldest uncle, my uncle OJ. Like he's just knows everybody. I remember one time we was in Virginia, we was just like at like a gas station. We went to the joint. And it was like OJ. was <laughs> like, yo, wait a minute. Oh wow. And his, it's just his energy and and the way that he carried himself, and and how um, I, I guess like how people gravitated toward him, and he was a slick talker too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I picked up all of that. But at the same time, it's just something that's innate and natural, too. Well, that's what it is. Well, um, here at Chopping It Up with the Conjurer, you know, we like to start off with, you know, the past, you know, then, you know, of course, the present and then future and onwards. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Choke No Joke, Vicky Beads Up. Uh, my man just chopped up. Choke up in here. What up? What up? Yeah, yeah. So um, I would like to give a proper introduction, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with that. All right. Um, this gentleman has held positions as founder and editorial director of men's lifestyle magazine, King Magazine, uh, Urban Car Enthusiast, Ride Magazine. He was the editor in chief at Double XL. I mean, uh, the accolades are enormous and and forlong. Uh, also, chief CEO over at Global Grind. But um, I would like to please every you know welcome everyone to chopping it up with the conduit. You know, editor in chief of Vibe Magazine, vice president of cultural media of MRC, brand owner of 22. It's you crazy. Make sure y'all go to 22.com and check them out because he got some crazy hats on there. Um, Mr. Daytuan Thomas. Thank you very much for having me, bro. Incredible intro. Thank you, man. <laughs> I'm, 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 still, I'm still learning on the fly, learning on the job, man, but I'm loving it. Nah, man, you got it right, bro. Every time I say, and plus, like, the whole way that you put everything together, the beats, you know, I know you got a producer. Her name's Mika, or? Yeah, my executive producer, uh, Mika Sunder. She actually uh, was uh, part of the uh, legendary Combat Jack show. There we go. That's why. Yeah. That's why it's, that's why it's <laughs> extra dope. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, we got some family person. members up in here. Whatever, Mika, I had to shout you out. Yeah, I see Bonsu uh, hopped up in here, too, the legend, too. So oh, B up Bonsu. in here? Yeah, young me. That's my bro right there. A, a lot of family jumping in. That's what's up. Well, that's I see a lot of my friends. So if you don't mind, I like to go mm-hmm. ahead and start off. Uh, you know, Let's the life it. of you know the life of Daytron Thomas uh, gained a worldly view. You know, at a very young age, um, as a child of the military, I would say um, Air Force to be exact. I don't, mm-hmm. like, to say, I don't like to say brat. <laughs> so, excuse me. Um, Yo. I mean, I mean, it, it comes with the territory, but yeah, I was only in it for five years with my with my stepdad. A, a lot of my friends that I met, it's a couple in here, um, they they were in it a lot longer, you know. Mm. 
But um, but yeah, my stepdad, he he got us out there. Yo, my man Dennis, Dennis Hunter, right here, nine sixteen. Yes, you put YHS. That's your code of high school. So yeah, oh, and then wow. my other man G. So me and me and D used to be on a basketball team together. That's probably the nicest point guard that I ever had a, a squad with. Like that's my oh. guy right there. What up, D? So like, can you tell us about your early travels in life, mm -hmm. and, you know, and how that has shaped you? Wow. Um, early travels, man, you know, starting from the beginning, just a Brooklyn kid, you know, from Prospect Heights, right around yeah. the corner from the Brooklyn Museum. You know, every summer, my mom would send me down to Georgetown, South Carolina, which is like, you know, 20 minutes from Myrtle Beach on the same coast. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, get some of the Southern boy tactics, then you come back home, and you, you, you know, you're in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's like yeah. all that. All that stuff don't, you know, even matter. Somebody put Lincoln Place. That's right. Lincoln, what up? Yeah, right. Underhill, U Hill, uh, Washington Ave. And um, when I was 11, my mom married my stepdad. We moved out yeah. to Japan. We were there for right. three years straight, which was crazy. Right. But we learned so much, man. And, and I got to give a big shout to my mom. I was hanging out with her yesterday. And she's the funniest person in the world to me. And she... She just allowed me to just go out. She was like, if you can make it in Brooklyn, <laughs> and you, you can make, make it anywhere. You, you straight out here. Like, she, I used to have my bike, no cell phones, nothing. Used to just cut up and down, go all the way out to, like, Shinjuku. And we used to be wilding out there. It was, it was a lot of fun. But that's where my, my love, my deep, deep love of hip-hop really came to be. That and comic books and, um, and video games, of course. You know, well, skateboarding and all that. Oh, oh, hold up, skateboarding? Yeah. Okay, so if you don't mind me asking that, because you know, I, I skate for been skating for twenty five plus years. Who who like who were some of your influences back in the uh, day? Man, my influences was everybody that was dope because I was super broken. I couldn't get those boards. <laughs> but Word. of course, Tony Hawk, um, yeah. Christian Lasoy, mm. Steve Caballero. Yeah, um sure. I, I got I got like yo, hold on real quick. Oh it's wow! Like, it's so serious, and I don't even skate like that no more. But I still. You collect boards. Yeah, I collect boards. Yeah. My um, my vision oh, joint. Wow, that's the vision psycho stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being a shorty. I couldn't get it out there in Japan, man. I was so tight, and there was other kids that had it. And then um, hold on, just the other one. Ah. What how day? <laughs> There's the other joint. Ah. Misfits joint. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like it's crazy yeah. though. I'm about to get this um Steve Caballero joint that I've been wanting yeah, since Mr. Bones Brigade right there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, um, I wish I could. My daughter's a skater though. That's the craziest thing. Like she a real skater. Like she oh, goes wow. to the park and alleys and all that. Like she's dope though. But um. You know, it it was like being exposed to that kind of lifestyle out there, and and it, it it expanded my mind. But then after that, we came back to Brooklyn for like a month, and then we moved mm -hmm. to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. So these are uh, basically your formative years, right? Yeah, yeah. So eleven to fourteen was in Japan. Uh, fourteen to sixteen was in New Mexico, but it was it was bugged out because then I was able to come back and forth to Brooklyn, mm. you know, um, until we came home for real, for real in, uh, 91. Wow. So, uh, yeah. That's the year I graduated. 
Oh man, come on, bro. Yeah, now you know you look younger than me on here, so we can't be we can't be doing this. I think my father's <laughs> jeans, man. That's what it is. <laughs> so um if you don't mind me asking, you know, I understand you're the oldest of seven. And mm -hmm. I, I assume with that, you know, a lot of you know responsibilities come with that. Um, no doubt. Did you feel that, you know, being the oldest sibling, you know, you had to set the standard? Oh, for sure. And and I I wasn't even the one that set the standard. It was it was um once again my uncle my my uncle Daryl I would say I, I mentioned him recently in this other in this other uh joint that's on my IG he was the, mm -hmm. the DJ in, in my family and even before we left to go to Japan I just looked up to him and my uncles like and my dad of course um but I looked up to my uncle Daryl because he was a little closer to in age he's like nine years older than me and mm -hmm. he was just a superhero to me. You know, still is. Yeah. And I just wanted to be like him. If I could yeah. DJ like him, he could break dance a little. He wasn't like really into break dancer, but I was like more into that. But then just I just wanted to DJ like him, be smart like him because he was going to college and everything. And yeah. um he just set that bar in the family, like if Daryl could do it, then you gotta do that or better. Mm. And that was my goal. And he and he kind of coached me up for that too, just by me observing him a lot. You know, and, um, you know, once I became an older brother, I have three on my dad's side, two two boys and a girl, and three on my mom's side, two boys and a girl. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love them all, all the same. And um, yeah. I just try to coach them through things. And it gets tough sometimes because sometimes, you know, you got to let you got to let people have their own mistakes. I had to go through my mistakes so I could learn right. what I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's enough to be like, I, right, I'm not going to touch the stove because it's hot. But sometimes you got to know how hot it is. What's my, my, you know, me being able to hold it longer than you might be the difference in me being successful or not. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the things. And right now in the, in the decent relationship with all of them, but just to be real, it's not always, you know, the best situation. Right. You know what I mean? I, I know sometimes it, or at least I, I would say like back in the day, it might've been a thing where um, when you have like a sibling that's, that's rising up and doing, you know, really big things, yeah, you don't want them, yeah. yeah, you don't want them to feel as though like you're, you're, you're dismissing them or you don't have right. time for them. So it's hard right. to make that time. But, um, but I've, there, there are certain years when I'm like, all right, this year is about family. Like I really yeah. got to focus on, you know, making sure our relationships are strong. And I just add on to that every year. And with you saying that, you know, that's going to take me to one of the questions that I will end with, but I'm not going to take that there right now. Okay. 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 Now so, I feel you. Um, you know, let's take it back to, you know, your formative years, you know, how did, you know, hip hop become a part of your life? You know, how were you introduced to it being as though you were in Japan and you oh, know, moving all over? Now I, I was definitely introduced to it here in Brooklyn. Um, okay. Because once again, my my uncles were DJs. My mom, every day after work, after school and stuff, like you know, she come chill, chill out. We go because I I lived right across the street from my grandmother and my uncles, and um, I would go home with my mom. And next thing you know, my high ass would forget that last yeah, question. Bro, I yo, yo, B, I'm trying, B, I'm trying. <laughs> Yo, be crazy. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, she she introduced it. She had the radio on all the time. And this is back in the day when 
if you was to leave your crib, you left the radio on, so it make people think that you're in the crib. Right. You know what I'm saying? Leave a light on. Yeah. But leave a light on or something. So she always had the radio on, and when we would get home, she would cook, and next thing you know, we dancing. Like we we dancing in the living room. That was me and her thing. Like even before my my siblings came, you know, and that was her introducing me to music and rhythm and yo, this is this is uh Atlantic Star. This is you know such and such. You know what I mean? And those, those were beautiful times. And then I would go across the street to my uncle and he playing all the hot new shit, like yeah. love stuff. Disco was still kind of like hot. Okay. I'm a '75 baby, so right. I remember being like five six years old just falling asleep to him playing playing music and shit. So, yeah. you know, I think that's how I was introduced to it. But then with hip-hop, you go to school. It was times when we had to battle at school. You had to battle in beatboxing. You had to battle in popping. You had to battle. Dudes was battling in, in, yeah. in backflips. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it was it was always a battle for something, you know, um, even out back in my sport. childhood. Yeah, man. So it, it was – I had an incredible – and and my dad's side of the family, I would go there on the weekends. They lived in Brevoit Projects, where Fab and everybody from. So okay. all the way up until I was ten, I was doing that. And they would they would have park jams. It would be like a crew. They'll bring out out like the uh, turntables and everything. Everybody be outside doing their thing. So that's where that came from. But then when I was when it was taken away from me, that's how I look at it. In while I was in Japan. Japan. All I had was what my family would send me in mm. video music box tapes, um, Yo MTV raps, different hip hop magazines, and we would get everything late out right. there, you know, like sometimes six months late, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I feel you. So, you didn't really have a FedEx or UPS back then. Nah, it wasn't even like that. It was regular yeah. mail. So, regular mail. And, and it was bugged out because when you don't have access to a thing, you want it more. You know what I mean? You want you want to learn more about it. So the posters on my wall, the pictures, everything that came out, anything that had little facts on there, any any kind of tidbit of information, I was absorbing it so much. And then the music, I'm like, yeah. who did what, da-da-da? Whereas everyone else that was here in the States, they were probably taking it for granted because, mm. you know, you got the access to it. So exactly. that's, what, that's what drew this love of me having, like, you know, all my rap heroes on a on an art thing, you know what I'm saying? This is like every rapper that I love on one wow. joint, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, so, um, you know, let me, let me, let me find my way here because I was just so mm -hmm. entranced with, you know, where you were taking me. Um, what was it that drew you to the journalistic side of hip hop then? Uh, I, I would have to say like, once I got back to the States, I was like, I didn't realize like I was a little bit more advanced with, than everyone else in understanding like which new hip hop joint is going to be a hit or what was dope because mm. I was just consuming it so much. And um, I think my love for reading and writing, especially through comic books and, and, and different things, it really just got me to saying like, yo, like dudes is writing in the source. I remember the source in high school and I was like, yeah. I don't agree with this review. Oh, I think this is dope. I don't like this. And I was like, right. if I ever get a chance, I want to be able to, you know, do what they're doing. So that that was like a lot of um, what made me want to do it. I, I just felt like I, my voice needed to be heard. I understand it was a certain professor that sparked your writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, my man, Mr. Yeager. 
Mr. Yeager, older white dude in 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 uh, Sarah J. Hell out in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. which is funny. My, it's it's like I, I haven't talked to him in forever. But my other favorite teacher, um, Mr. Leach, younger mm-hmm. black dude at the time, he was just like super hip. He he would um he would also encourage us as well, and he always used to tell me like he used to just build me up, man. I don't know if you've seen Kanye's doc yet. Uh- no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't watched it, bro. Uh, I have a little yeah. reservations with with with. with oh, with old boy. No, no, no. We'll get to, we'll get to it. Um, yeah. but I but I bring it up because his mom was always speaking so high and, and and positively to him and just fed him, and that's how Mr. Jaeger and Mr. Leach, that's what, what they used to do. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. man. Like, mm-hmm. just to you know, even give me the battery in the back to be like, yo, you you definitely could write. I was like, oh shit. So yeah, they they were they were huge inspirations. Word. So um, like I was saying, your your experiences, you know, abroad, mm-hmm. I guess, helped shape your perspective on pop culture a, a, as a whole, correct? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like just being able to see, in in Japan, it wasn't just Japanese people; it was people from all over the world mm-hmm. that was there. All these different cultures, and people would bring different types of music and different kind of styles, uh, you know, to school and you know, to the park or whatever. And then when I got to New Mexico, I got to really absorb West Coast culture, Mm. you know, because we were so close to California. You know, a lot of, and it sounds crazy though, and I say this a couple of times, but to be real, gang culture, like really understanding Bloods and Crips, like my school was a Crip school. And I didn't didn't know that when I went until that first week I found out, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And this is, this is 89. Wow. You know what I mean? So I was just like, you know, thrown out of this like super cool, wholesome environment in Japan. And then next thing you know, you're in the school that's like defined by, you know, street violence. By and it wasn't even a bad school like that. It was amazing. They, they had like a McDonald's in there. It was nuts. Wow. It was crazy. But it really did let me know because it was like subwoofer culture like dudes had the big bass joints and all that mm-hmm. and it was just wild to, to be able to uh, to take my my brooklyn aesthetics my my down south aesthetics my west coast stuff and the international stuff with japan and by the time i'm 16 17 i'm looking at hip-hop on on a global scale already even though it didn't seem like it i was already right. doing that well let's 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 fast forward and, and let's take it to the year 1996. Mm-hmm. um you become an intern at you know, Vibe Magazine. Uh, you know how how did you, you know, how did that position come about? It's crazy, man. I, I was at a I was I was a sophomore at mm-hmm. a Baruch College, which was like ten ten blocks south of mm-hmm. where the Vibe offices were, and Vibe was like the only um, mag. Well, no, I think the source might have had a website, but Vibe had a real robust website at the time. Vibe dot com or was it Vibe Online? And I saw that they, they were looking for an internship. And it was one of their sub sub uh, sites called The Suicide, my man, Greg Bishop. He was okay. just the small uh, business coordinator for New York recent. Incredible guy, changed my life. And um, I was just like, yo, I'll, I'll be over there. I, I, there was a bunch of events, I ended up over there and I didn't get, I didn't get the internship through school. So right. I didn't get any credits or anything like that. I just got it because I called. Because you called. 
that's it. Just on just on the cold call, just off the hustle, you know? You know, that's crazy to think about it because here we are in, you know, 2000, you know, 22. Right. You know, you started in uh, basically, you know, 96. So you you literally witnessed, you know, the change of how the culture was being covered, you know, from print to digital. Like, what were the first instances that, you know, you actually, actually witnessed knowing that it was going that way? Oh, man, I would have to say... I was still, yo, this is the realest. That was a great question. I would have to say at, um, at Vibe as an intern in 96, mm. <laughs> that's when I, that's when I knew, I knew something was up. It, it, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't like that. Oh, this is going down. Like as far as print and all that, I just knew that since I was on the online team, I didn't work on the print part of Vibe as an intern. Right. I was on the online team and we weren't looked at as like the, the spot you know what i mean it was all about print back then right and when tupac was killed i remember they had to stop the presses mm. because I, I believe it was like new edition was going to be on the cover and they had wow. to stop and they had to put tupac as a wraparound on the cover but it was going to take them at least another two weeks before the magazine would come out you know mm. what i mean and he just died so mm. our team was the team that the the online team was putting up stories about it and wow. it was like whoa this is now this is happening See? now the magazine's gonna come out and it's gonna right. be dope but we could talk about it right now, right now on vibe and i was just like this is so wild and then six months later it happened again with big with big you know what i'm saying and we were right on it even more so because we knew how to do it from tupac mm. and um that's when I knew there was like a, a a shift. There was like a shift in it where it was like, all right, this this is gonna become the norm most likely. Wow, man. So you know, I, I guess with that being said, you know, you, you literally were at the genesis of things. I I would say I would say I was definitely for online. I was definitely yeah. in the mix for like the beginning of, of those type of things. Yeah. I think the people that were really steering the ships at at the magazines when they were in print i don't think they saw it coming you know mm. because for so long imagine just the industry of publication all of a sudden being upended by this thing that you're like well, everybody don't even have yeah like the internet yet yeah, you know what i mean there's no yeah. broadband it's not like how it is now well, like like you had to have a little bit of paper or knew somebody or get the hookup it was still dial up that's the right. other thing it was still dial up Hey, all that, you know what all I'm saying? That. So, so um, like that time, like you, you would jump on and you knock somebody off a call <laughs> if they was on the other phone or whatever, you right. know. So, I, I feel as though no one really knew the power that it was going to have, like how we're doing this now. No one really yeah. knew that, but yeah. you can tell it was going to go towards there. Sure. So, um, you know, with that being said, being an intern vibe, you know, you moved on to one of hip-hop's leading publications uh double xl magazine yeah you know how did that opportunity present itself once again me with the cold calling i, I was in the intern room at vibe persistent <laughs> I, I did a cold call my my man uh richard Lusan. he's a he's a dope photographer he was an intern at vibe as well we had this intern room and um I remember he he was in the room. We had turntables and everything, and he he was just like, "Yo, I met 
the editor in chief of this new magazine coming out called Double XL. And I was mm-hmm. like, I never heard of it. And he was like, Yeah, he gave me his card. And he had the card and he was like, Yo, what should I do with it? I was like, Yo, hit him. He was like, I'm not hitting him. Because it was Reginald Dennis from The Source, who was oh, one of my snap. favorite writers. He, yes. he remember he used to do the Dennis Files. Yes, our Dennis Files. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, dip. And you remember, there's no social media to know all of this is happening. This is all word of mouth. Word of mouth, so, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's where they went? Because they all walked out, you know, of um, of, of uh, The Source. So mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, Red, uh, Rich, let me get the car. <laughs> I was like, let me get the car real quick. <laughs> and I called my man, Reginald Dennis, right there. I had no idea, you know, if he would pick up or whatever. He picks up. He's like, yo, what's up? I was like, hey, this is Daytona Thomas from Vibe Magazine. It was like, who the fuck am I? You know what I'm saying? And um, he was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, I hear you got some good things going on over there. at okay. And he was just like, oh, okay, oh, you over at Vibe? And not realizing he knows mad people. Like, he right. could just call over there and be like, whatever. Yeah, but he entertained me. He entertained mm-hmm. me, basically. And then um, he was just like, yo, why don't you come through? Come through in a couple of days. I got all my clips together, went over there. We had a three-hour meeting at, at right there, Madison Square Park, in that office that I ended up spending 11 years in, which is so yeah. crazy to me, um, in two trips, 11 years. And um, it was just like one of those magical moments, man. You're meeting like a hero of yours that you read all these years. And then he's like, yo, I, you know, I think you got potential. And then when wow. I turned in my reviews and stuff, he was like, yo, these are pretty good. We got a feature for you. I was like, oh, shit. So wow. I ended up in that very first issue of Double XL with Jay-Z and Master P. Master mm-hmm. P, that's split cover. Mm-hmm. And then I worked there for two years after that. Wow. So, um. You know, uh, I want to fast forward a little bit because, you know, er- now everyone within the culture and is, you know, somewhat of a yearly argument. The freshman cover of Double XL. <laughs> I had a you feeling this would come up. Yeah, you know it's going to come up because, you know, that was Appreciate something you, that man. I've learned. And then, you know, of course, you know, my people who probably tuning in, you know, I want to make sure that they know that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you come up with that idea in even leaving, you know, after leaving Double XL, you know, your brainchild still has, you know, a significant wow. hold within the game. Yeah, man, I, I got to give a couple of shout outs because my man Jermaine Hall just just jumped in and I know we're probably getting the king, but Jermaine yes, and I, Jermaine and I met at Vibe as interns and we became like basically partners in this whole media game. And um, when I was at King, we came up with this thing called uh, Coming Kings. And that's where we would get different black men uh, from all walks of life, entertainment, yeah. sports, whatever. And we'll say like, hey, these are the people that are going to be the next hot thing. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, everybody has a hot list. I'm talking like right. my man Bansu. Bansu was was hot interviewer for uh, Rolling Stone. So yeah. everybody had these lists. Everybody had these things that were going on. But no one really put together, what up, Kali? No one really put together uh, the guys that were on the super kind of come up, especially yeah. during like like the blog era, yeah. you know. And I got to give another big shout out to my man, Elliot Wilson, yeah. who before me, he did, a, when, when I took over after him, he did a, a issue that was like leaders of the new school. 
Right. It was Lil Boozy, um, Saigon. I think I remember that couple with, with a bunch of white coats. They all had white coats. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he did the leaders of the new, uh, new school. And then when I took over, I was like, yo, that kind of fell in line with what we were doing at King. But I was like, I want to go a, a, like a step below the guys that were signed. Hmm. So, so, so then I was like, but how can we tie it together as a marketing thing? Um, they had told me that that issue didn't do really well. Right. And they didn't, and the publishers didn't want to do the idea. But I was like, nah, it's a different time. A year later, the internet is popping. Right. So my man, it was me, my man, Rob Markman, um, who, who's, that's my brother over at Genius. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think Carl Cherry, I, I'm not sure if Jason was there, and Vanessa Satin, who's now the editor-in-chief of XXL. But I came up with the marketing for Freshman 10. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the freshmen, they're always just coming in, and that's new. And so every year, if you say fresh, and that's also a hip-hop term, yeah, you're going to have something fresh. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like the number 10 was, was right, and us being able to market it in that way. The other thing is that, that we did was we had the ciphers that were popping because YouTube was just starting, and I had each rapper at the photo shoot cover their face but mm. do a verse. They had to find a creative way of covering their face. Right. And I think that's what really got everything going, the marketing aspect of it, you know? So I got to give a big shout to Vanessa, too, for keeping it going for all these years. Can you name some of those picks, you know, have gone on to do great things in the culture because of that freshman, you know, cover? Oh, wow. The, especially the one that I did. The yeah. one that I did was um, 08 going into 09. Yeah. And it was uh, Kid Cudi. Um, Currency, Blue, Mickey Fax, um, B.O.B., Wale, mm. Charles Hamilton, uh, Asher Roth, um, Corey Guns. Wow. Uh, did I say Blue? I said yeah, Blue. Yeah, said Blue, yeah. Yeah, and I said Currency, and what's his name, man? <laughs> Why am I bugging? I think I got everybody, yeah. So, oh, Lloyd Banks, what yeah. up? Yes, indeed, man. Yo, Banks, man, you already know the love, fam. Yeah, oh, so, uh, Basu. So, Basu put uh, J. Cole. So, this okay. is the thing. I was leaving XXL, but but we were already starting to plan the next uh, list. And I remember leaving the note. I think I left it for Rob. Like, yo, if y'all do the next one, Make sure you have these guys in it, because <laughs> I was going to uh, I was going with Russell Simmons to to uh, what up GQ? I was going to Russell Simmons to um, Global Grind. Global Grind, right? And now, and I'm telling you, the freshman hit. That was the one thing that would have made me stay. Mm. I was that was the, that was that, and and of course working with the staff, but that idea, I knew it was gonna blow even more than it did with the next year. So I wrote, I think it was like on a post-it and I put J. Cole. Wow. I put, um, I put this dude called Speed and I had like maybe two other people, but I had J. Cole at the top because Green Lantern had asked me to go meet, meet J. Cole and J. Cole wasn't even on yet. He was doing a verse for Wale. Wow. For Wale's first album, that beautiful song on there, mm -hmm. on that first mm -hmm. album. That's yes. where I met J. Cole, and I saw him write that joint. And I was like, oh, this kid is going to be a monster. You know what I mean? So 
That's another one of my long-winded answers. To witness some, you know, some great things, you know what I'm saying? But I, yeah. I, I, I just want to make sure that I cover, you know, certain, certain Yo, you getting it. areas, you know what I'm saying? You getting, uh, getting it. You know, you founded King Magazine, uh, mm -hmm. growing men lifestyle magazine in the country, um, you know, at that particular time, you know, yep. what made you want to move in that direction? Yeah, man. Uh, that first run at XXL when we had just finished like Great Day in Harlem, when we got all the different rappers together from all over the country. Um, Bansu was there. Me and Bansu rode the train there, yo, B. That was an incredible time. That's, um, a, uh, I, that's a question I was going to ask you. Uh-huh. Literally, like, <laughs> I mean, you've cool been a part right? of some monumental moments from yeah. you know, that, that Great Day in Harlem to, you know, even the, uh, you know, the Murder Inc. cover. Yeah, man, I, I, a lot. Yeah, a lot. and you know, and people don't understand, you know, if they really want to get to the core of it, you know, that great day in Harlem was, you know, shot by the legendary Gordon Parks. Yo, man, you know I was standing saying? right next to him. I was standing what, right next to him. Crazy. What was, the, what was the energy of that day? The energy of that day was just phenomenal. Phenomenal, like, presence in, in like, people were, Rappers that we look at in awe were looking at each other in awe. Mm. And I remember being in the church because we had every, it was the church down the block and that's where we were signing everyone in. And if you looked across the street, you had Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal yeah. rapping on, <laughs> he was just rapping on the stoop with Most Def, Talib and all. I was just like, that's just happening right here. Just, just cause. And wow. then like Melly Mel and all of them are right here. Then I remember going in and we had to take pictures of, um, of like, you know, different rappers as they come in. And I remember the locks meeting Rakim for the first time. And they were so blown away that Rakim was in front of them. And they wow. were just like, the God, the God. And they was just like reciting his rhymes to him. And Rakim, there were a couple of people that everyone was just like, okay. Yeah. I got and it was, my superhero. Right, and yeah. it was Rock Him was definitely that, and he got there a little too early because everybody got at him, and then um, Slick Rick, Slick Rick was 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 like crazy. But there's a ill there's a ill story too. Like as as um as there there was like the sun line that was coming down over the building behind us, in front of everybody across the street. So you got all two hundred and something rappers just standing over there, you know. Some people was telling Gordon Parks to hurry up. It was just crazy. It was a nothing. Sticky fingers yeah. being one of them. Right, right. It was sticky. It was sticky. <laughs> he was like, hurry up. Man. <laughs> it was funny. It was dirty, though. Sticky was down for that. Um, but Jermaine Dupree, since he was the shortest one, the sun line was about to cover him and make the oh, wow. shadow. Um, I don't even know. I think I had that joint around here somewhere. Um, and... It was just so fun. Oh, shit. This shit is right here. I'm bugging wow. right now. I didn't even realize. Yo, why is this so perfect? I did not even plan it. Let's go, man. Is that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> see, that's, that's the universe, okay? That's the universe. Word. So I don't know if y'all see um, Jermaine Dupree. Where is he? Damn, I think the sun got him anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah, that that was that looked like it was a like an awesome day. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy, man. The messed up part is you see Russell Simmons right here. He's in the front and everything. Um Shaheen the Rugged Child, all of yeah, them. Yeah, Rakim right in the front. Yeah, Rakim. 
Oh, damn, where is JD? Damn, we lost. Yeah, I see the brat. I see the brat right there. Yeah, the brat right there. Wait, wait, JD, hold on. Cause the sun was gonna get him, and we was like, "Yo, the sun gonna get your man to pre." He over here somewhere. I remember that shit. But what's what's wild about it? Run from Run DMC. He was he was late. Hmm. He was late, and he and he's not in the picture. But he he's he had there's a shot with him in it. Oh, so there's so, so in other words, there's some like some negatives are, are laying around somewhere, huh? Yep, and we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about that enough. Yo, V, I don't know if you recognize that, but at the end he was running up because his it was the president, Bill Clinton was um in town and mm -hmm. traffic was horrible. Mm. So it was making everybody late. Lauren Hill just missed it. She came up crying. <laughs> um, wow. Cormega, he just walked up. It was crazy. But um, Run had just made it, and he was trying to walk up. And it was like, run. And he was like, what? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> they was like, no, run. <laughs> like, run over. <laughs> he was like, I ain't, I ain't running nowhere. I'm going to bust my butt. Y'all going to be cracking up at me. He actually said that. And wow. it was just such a, such a ill moment because it was all these rappers, every rapper you could think of. And of course, Run from Run DMC, DMC would be the yeah. guy that walks up the block like the Desperado. He's just coming up the block like he had, and you know, he was just newly like the Rev and everything. Yeah. And it was just such, such a hip hop moment. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I remember Gordon Parks, he was, he, you know, he was, he was definitely older then and and he didn't he didn't speak like loud or anything like that right. he was just very like okay okay all right yeah. and he was like Shh, and got the shot man and, and you got history right there i can't believe this is just right here i didn't even plan it like that that was crazy well that's the universe you know being in line with us my brother right right that's real that's real talking about that earlier you know what i'm yep, saying yep. um uh I'm, i mean you know from jumping to that you know I mean, you were a part of something historical, you know. Did you know that day? Was it like after the fact? Because oh, yeah. I'm sure during the day you were doing a lot of, you know, preparing and running around. But yeah. I'm sure after it was done, I know you were like, okay, I was just sitting here with over 200 plus rappers and the legendary wow. parks is mind blown, man. My mind yeah. was blown. I, I remember the day when Sheena Sheena Lester, the great Sheena Lester. Uh, who was our editor in chief? Um, I remember the day where she told us that she got Gordon Parks, and I was just like, "What? Like this just went to a whole nother level." And um, afterwards, I think it was me, Bonsu, Black Spot, my man Ben Osborne, all of us. I think either we all either went out for drinks or just like a couple of us. Mm -hmm. and then we came back. We we went back to the office like the next day, and we had to start sorting everything out. And I think that's when it really, the next day or day after that is when it really hit me. Like, look at all of this hip hop mm. history we have to go through. I wonder wow. who has all those Polaroids. Like right. we had to go and we made a map. We made like a, a legend where we had to trace the photo, that particular photo and number each person. And me, Ben and Bansu, I believe we had to name each person. Wow. And it was the hardest thing because some people snuck in that Weren't that rapping. wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to remember, we ushered everyone from the church and we had the street blocked off with the cops and we brought them all in. 
So some of their homeboys got in. We we weeded out as many as we could, but it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of people in there that shouldn't be in there. <laughs> I, I remember meeting some dude, and he was like, "Yes, yeah, so I was there that day. I'm in there. I'm in there." Like, <laughs> like, hey, who are you? At least he can say, say that he had that in his lifetime. It's not many. That's real. That's real. That. You know what I, I mean? Shit, I would have did it. I know I would have did it. You know, yeah, what I, it, it took everything for me not to run in that mud. Lord, I, 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 I'm not going to say, but I would, I would definitely done the same thing. No uh, doubt. You know, you know, not to leave out, you know, the great, you know, work you did with, you know, Ride and becoming the editor in chief at Double XL. You know, let's talk about making the cipher complete. Yeah. And you know, you now being the uh, editor in chief, you know, at Vibe Magazine, the place that you, you know, literally started at. So yeah. You know, how's that journey been? Man, that journey is it's like it's still surreal. And I've been doing it now in this position for six years. And then yeah. prior, my, my second run at, at Vibe was three years. And then my first run at Vibe was a year as an intern. Mm -hmm. So you gotta understand, like each time I've been at Vibe, it's been in these different eras. Yeah. And yeah. um when I was doing King, Vibe was just Murderizing everything. They were winning ASME awards and just all the biggest shit that you could think of. And I, you know, I gotta give the biggest shout out to all the EICs that came before me. Um, and Danielle and Jonathan Van Meter and um Emil and Mimi and, and Jermaine. And I sometimes I just be like, damn, me and my man got a chance to do this shit. Like, yeah. the home, like we always said, like, the homies is just going to rush. When we get in, we just rush, and then we did. And, you know, for it to be pushing on 25 years now, it's like 26, really. It's like, wow, man. Like, especially with King. I, I, and yeah. Just to jump to King real quick. Yeah. King was the birth child of what we did in XXL when, when we started the Eye Candy page. And that's okay. when we started, you know, looking at different women within entertainment and start saying like, yo, we should put her in the magazine. Let's mm -hmm. do that. You know what I mean? And we, we started in that way. And then um, when me, my man, Black Spot, all of us bounced over to, um, yeah, it was crazy, Jay. <laughs> what up, Keish? Uh, when we bounced over to hook.com. Yes. Yeah, that's just a plum right there. Yes, yes. Um, when we when we jumped over there, it was just always an idea that I wanted to do before I left Double XL, and they told me no, because mm -hmm. I just always knew like I, I was running the editors of uh, the letter section in in Double yeah. XL, and all the dudes in jail and all the dudes in the street, they were right. They wasn't emailing; they were right in handwritten, and I would handwrite them back. I used to stay after work and handwrite people back that wrote in. It'll be hundreds of letters, and I would I would block off hours that's such just a lost to, art excuse me man bro it i used to write them back and the people would write me back like yo i can't believe you wrote me back <laughs> you, you know what i mean but i think that's how that's how we were able to get people to just really rock with us because we were the underdogs you had the source you had vibe you had everything rap pages rap sheet murder dog you had all these different dope spots that you could go to but i felt like what up, Baller Alert? Oh, we got Baller Alert. Oh, we got Baller Alert up here. Man, that shit. Y'all making me feel. Y'all making me feel a certain kind of way. Thank you for bringing them here, man. Word up, word up. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, like we we 
I, I just felt like that personal connection would help us keep, you know, uh, a returning fan. You know what I mean? Somebody that really wanted it from our perspective. Yeah. But I also noticed that since we were a little bit, once Reggie Dennison and the crew left, we really dug deep into music. And I felt like it, it should have been more lifestyle. Mm. And of course, hip hop videos at that time, it was all about like, who's the hot lady you had in your, in your yeah. video? What was the exactly. hot car you had? What kind of kicks you had? What was your drip like? And I was like, yo. covering the lifestyle. The, the lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. I'm younger at that time. I'm in my early 20s, early to mid 20s now. And it's like, you know, that's the lifestyle. You want the cars with the rims. I had to, like all of that, you yeah. know? And I just felt like we were missing out by not covering it enough in, in XXL. So I felt like if I get the opportunity to do that, I'm just going to go all the way. And, man, we got that opportunity to go back to Harris, where Double XL mm. was. I, I was the most focused I think I've ever been in my life, ever. Mm. And, and I, I had just gotten married. I had my first daughter of, of, of my three. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm not taking no L's, none. Mm. It was, and it, was, it wasn't even about, like, this can't work. Because then if this didn't work, I felt like, my biggest fear was that I would be back on the block. That was my thing. So I think that's what, that was like the motivating factor. Added, my yeah. And just like, yeah, that, yeah, that was it right there. Well, I'm going to break it down into the last two questions because okay. you know, we're going to go off the offbeat path real quick because when I was doing my digging, it kind of like blew my mind, you know, mm. you know, uh, let's talk about Grand Theft Auto and <laughs> the world. Man, how did you get into voiceover? I know, man. I, I, yo, it's so funny with that other conversation, you know, you and I. So my man, what's what's so funny? He was just in here, my man Greg Johnson. I wonder if mm. he's still in there. I hope he's in here because I'm I'm shouting him out so heavy. But he was here earlier. Um, Greg was working over at Rockstar at the time. He's one of the ill pins in the game for yeah. hip hop. But then yeah. he turned and he went over to Rockstar. You know, Rockstar was making all the all the ill games at the time, Indeed. especially um, uh, Grand Theft Auto. It was just right. blowing up crazy. And he was just like, yo, man, like, you should come through. You should come through and, and like, check this out. And I went over there. And I forgot how the conversation went. But one of his people, they ended up, like, hearing me or some shit. And they asked me to be in the joint with him. Like, he was like, yo, you should be in it. Like, and I was just like, what? Wow. <laughs> so I believe that's that's how it started. And then they started making more more uh games and they did the Warriors and I ended up voicing like that. a couple of characters there. And then from that, some other game companies saw that. And then we started our own Rods game, I believe, for Midway. And then they actually have me. They screen captured me. I got like a corny outfit on though, but it was <laughs> <laughs> I was mad at my fit. I was like, damn, man, my fit this shit ain't it ain't there. Oh. But but the shit was me and it was dope. And I just I, I couldn't believe I was in a video game, you know. Um and then I just started doing it for like different things and, and I was just telling you before, man, I, I think I gotta get back into it. Well, you know, like we, we were talking earlier, you know, once you you know put certain things into the universe, it tends to come back. Mm -hmm. So uh, let, let, let's, I guess, just let it lie there. So um, yes, indeed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead with this last question because you what know, up, my cousin, my cousin Robert? Here. I'm sorry Rob. about that. What so up, Rob? All right. Um, you know, as a leader of men and women 
in this profession, you know, mm-hmm. how do you, you know, how do you navigate always having your ear to the streets to, to making sure your team finishes deadline, but mm. most important, the relationships? Man, that's, that's, a, that's like, it's like an elevator question, man. Each, each floor is, is different. I, I think how I keep my ear to the street, I just shouted out my cousin, Rob. He's probably the most consistent in sending me anything that's popping, especially from the street. Like we we discuss, um, it's so funny. He just popped up in that that question. <laughs> That's yo, yo, the timing on this whole shit is ill. Yeah, magnetic. Cousin, yeah, man, my my cousin Rob, he 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 always puts me on there. Like especially like we're we're battle rap fanatics. So if you're if you're following that on the ground level, like you're in already. Yeah. But yeah. then my my daughters, they put me on to everything. They my daughters, they're twenty one. 19 and about to be 15 in like three weeks mm-hmm. i mean I, I got i got the demo i got young young black you know demo yeah. then my nephews and my brothers yeah. um i got super friends my homegirl uh dj uh uni she's in here she sends me stuff all the time and i'm just fortunate that i have a bunch of people that'll put me on to stuff and then i'm dope too so I, <laughs> I just Who stay indeed. up on it, man. I, I try to stay up on it because I love it so much. And yeah. as much as I try to like expand, because you know now I'm into you know producing live shows and you know Billboard Awards and American yes. Music Awards and stuff like that. Yeah, I still listen to the God Fahim. I still listen mm. to you know Flea Lord. You know what I'm that's saying? My, that, that's my brother right there. You know what I mean? I'm still listening yeah. to Graph. I'm still listening to like all these underground hard hard rappers. And then on my R&B stuff, it's like I love that too. But then I'm a jazz head because I used to make beats, so I love that yeah. too. And then now I'm starting to get into it's it's like Brazilian. Mm. It's like Brazilian jazz type stuff, but. I'm I'm good on everything, you know what I mean? Like I, I really want to just expand. My boys, look, DJ Handspeak is in here. Okay. If not for him, one of one of my dearest longtime friends from Japan, him and his brother and my man Sid, they used to come to my crib in Brooklyn and and we used to go record shopping and digging it and we made beats. Like it was just I, I've just been so fortunate, bro. In, in in my musical journey that it helps my writing but now i feel like now that i've become a producer it's really gonna like you're really gonna be able to see so, some people that inspire me right now because of what they're doing in a similar way is my man sasha, sasha jenkins mm-hmm. and what he's doing like he's gone yeah. from being one of the top journalists ever i think he yeah, did one of the definitive doing some dope breaks now Oh, and he's doing docs and shit like that, like Mimi Valdez and Jesse Collins and Reginald Hudlin and my man Elliot, all of them. But then my man Jay, my man Jermaine, he does ill shit. My man Bonsu, he's a script writer. Yeah, like, he does ill shit, too. Yeah. I got so many people that I could draw inspiration from, and I'm looking at everyone's different pathways in, their, in the way that they're going in their careers, and I'm like, all right. You need to bring everything now. Now you're in your mid forties. Bring everything together to make the biggest shit, you know. And I'm just hoping that you know the spirits that's guiding me and in the in in the good fortune can help me 
make it better for others that that's coming, you know, behind me, man. So you 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 couldn't have ended it off. You you couldn't have ended off, you know, better than that, my <laughs> man, Dave. Real talk. Yo, man, um, this has been I, amazing. Yeah, I seriously want to thank you for joining us on chopping it up with the conduit tonight, because uh, I believe you know relationships, you know, and networking is definitely important, but mm-hmm. to make sure you it's being done with the right people. And like you said Real. before, you know, it's about the energy. You know what I mean? Yep. And, your energy has always been uh, a, a very loving and caring and energetic energy. And Appreciate I just want to, you know, definitely give you your flowers and, and definitely your grace. And again, thank you for joining us, man. Nah, man. Thank you. Thank Mika. Like, uh, you know, just even taking the time out. Cause sometimes, man, like people in my position that have been in the game for a really long time, they really don't get their flowers. They don't get people to say like, yo, I admire your journey and I want to learn more about it and share it with my platform. So you doing that, man, it means the world. So thank you, bro. Thank you, my brother. Man, I right. go ahead and enjoy the rest of your evening. <laughs> I know we'll definitely tap in. Um, no I doubt. Work, I got some work tonight. My, my brother Rim is uh, on the stage tonight with uh, oh, yeah. Nims. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we got some work going. So, But uh, we'll definitely touch down. But uh, again, thank you, Daytuan. No doubt, man. Tell them, brothers, I said what up in the record tonight. I definitely will. Peace, y'all. Thank y'all for showing up. Peace. All right, y'all. That is uh, another episode of Chopping It Up with the Conduit. We are season four. That was episode two. Um, that was editor-in-chief of Vibe Magazine, uh, brand owner of 22.com, uh, Mr. Dayton Thomas. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for, you know, coming in tonight and, and joining. Uh Please uh, hit the link in the bio and, you know, become a subscriber, you know, share, you know, comment and, and, and I guess continue to be a part of this, this journey, of course. Um, again, thank you to everybody. Uh, peace to the squad, my team, Mika, Myron, Adam, D King, Bink the Monster. Um, I can go on and on. Uh, Y'all be safe and y'all be good to each other. Until then, peace. Now you got a mission and trying to watch. I never dream of first name with fiends. Dated five bank tellers, the book of my life reads. Water fountain, no, now the money fountain close. Drink about a window, pre-make a Malcolm on. Honda silver pot, holes, no pot to pissing. Rich or poor, depending if they got your pops in prison. Early morning samples, naked, chop it up. Uncut, or the